Nicola? Oh, you Kelly, are you frozen live over there? Oh, the Jesus. I took a, <laughs> I took, here we are talking about the weather again. I took a picture of the dash to send you this morning and I forgot it was minus seven. Oh, no, really? Jesus, that's mad. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yuck. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it was much warmer uh, when we went out at lunchtime and the car never thawed out the whole day. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh God! Welcome to the cold, the real cold. Yeah, but it's a pure, pure um, Irish thing to talk about the weather. So I don't think people mind when we open up with the. Well, especially it's been weird lately. It's not like we're sitting in the tropics, you know. So <laughs> hopefully people don't mind us mm. bitching and moaning about the cold at the moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, it's yeah. I suppose the thing is with extremes, like you remember, it was really hot in the summer. Mm. I find that more overbearing than this type of weather. You know. Yeah. I find that more de- debilitating than this type of weather, even though I, I do like the sun. But when it's like super, super hot and you're really exhausted from it, this is yeah. much more refreshing. And I mean, the countryside around here looks like gorgeous, stunning. Yeah, mm. Oh, it's like winter wonderland and like it's just beautiful. It's just stunning. But um, yeah, so I, I quite like it when it's like this, but it is affecting travel and things like that. So it's like, OK, you can. Go away now before Christmas, thanks. For now. God, next week, yeah. (laughs) So we can all get to... Yeah, because I saw actually someone I know was stuck in Edinburgh there for a few days. Their flights kept being cancelled and stuff. So yeah, yeah. a few people are saying book a few flights now, Uh, you know, in case it gets stuck and stuff. The anxiety My friend Jane is coming from London tomorrow morning. We're going to see Paula Natini. And I'm like, oh God, is she going to get up? She might not get up from London. And, but the only thing is her flight's so early. It's like seven or eight o'clock in the morning. She's a good chance of getting here yeah. at some point in the day. The day, you know? yeah, that's um, true. Mm-hmm. So fingers crossed. But we also have a train strike going on here at the moment. Yes, so, great, great. Um, we'd actually decided to stay in Glasgow anyway, but it's great because at least I... I don't have to get home at the end of the night because there'll be no trains. But then my Christmas party is on Friday night and my last train home is at half past five. <laughs> Why is it so early, the last one home? But no, because that's there's a strike on. So that's, yeah, there's yeah, only there's like a few, a few trains running during the day and that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, sucks to be in suburbia. <laughs> and a cab is like 50 quid, is it? Yeah, it's very exactly. expensive. So mm-hmm. a bit much. And I absolutely blew the budget when we went out on Saturday. I spent so much money. Oh, my God. I didn't realize. I actually looked at my bank account last night and I was like, oh, my God, I can't go out for the rest of Christmas. <laughs> yeah, because when you were telling me, you were like, we had a bottle of Prosecco here, we had a bottle of Prosecco there, we had a bottle of Prosecco here. Oh, girl, we had oysters, <laughs> we had steak. <we'd... laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, never mind. Might as well. It's nice to treat yourself once in a while, but I kind of treated myself for the whole oh, month yeah. of December, basically. But um, yeah, oh no, geez, we had a great old day out on Saturday. We had a right old sesh and as I say, kind of treat ourselves. And I managed to go to about 10 different bars and we made it to the German markets and everything. <laughs> I did. We did a right tour of the city. But um, I think the only reason we managed nice. to get into the markets was because it was pissing rain. So it was quiet. Well, quite, it was still heaving, yeah. but it was you could get in basically. But um, yeah. bought, bought some fudge in there. Couldn't resist. I was like, oh, need to buy some fudge. Like, oh, no exaggeration, nice, three yeah. squares. Five pounds fifty. <laughs> oh, luxury! Uh, again, more of it. Like I was like, oh my god, my bank account. Uh, but um, anyway, no, it was great all day, and we went to see the Proclaimers at the end of the night. And uh, whilst I'm not a massive Proclaimers fan, like the vibes in there, Jesus, so many diehard fans. You know, like it was just really yeah, the crack raucous and up for it. And they're so cute. Like they read out so many 
um, requests and dedications and things. And somebody oh, proposed to somebody. Stop. And uh, oh. they were so, yeah, they were like, before they played just, Let's Get Married, they were like, and Sean has, uh, wants to ask Jennifer a question, uh, you know. Uh, that is so cute. Yeah, it's so cute. I like that. Yeah. It makes it feel a bit more like you're involved in like kind of somebody. Yeah. Like small. It was like a small event. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So yeah, that was great. I, we had a good old time. And then, went for a couple of drinks afterwards and like literally ran for the last train, which is like, I, I'm too old for that. Like I'm too, I'm always way too drunk. No, the stress of that show. I was way too drunk for it as well on Saturday. And it was really icy <laughs> and snowy and it was like such a bad mixture of everything. But we got to the train fine. It was just, once we got back to here, we couldn't get a bloody taxi. So that was another drama. But, um, oh, you know what? Oh, it's all God. part of the Christmas shenanigans and carry on and you, you know. <laughs> That was as exciting as yours. Um, <laughs> it was nice to do. Um, we had a gathering here Friday night, which was lovely. With nice. some of the gang came, which was great because I didn't think it might happen there for a while because the frost and ice and all that jazz. It was over very early because again people were worried about getting home and stuff. So um, it was over at like half eleven, but it was lovely. And then Saturday. We I went for a nice lunch and we just strolled around town, myself and the husband, and uh, went to see our new house. We're able to Aww. literally drive up to it and look in the windows and everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, and looked out at like what is going to be a green, which is currently now just like brown dirt. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's with Is there people moved in thing. on your street? Not on our lane. No, I don't think so. And the house next to us, which is like a massive, um, detached, like four or five beds, it looks like it's a good, like it needs a couple more months okay. worth of work, I'd say. There's a lot of stuff on the windows. And like the windows are in, but like they're all covered up mm. and stuff. Whereas like ours down, like we're the second last house, they all look ready mm. for people to move in. It's going to be weird, like meeting neighbors now the next few weeks, you know, that we're going to be stuck with for the next few years. Uh, but <laughs> good or bad or indifferent. Mm. Um, but it's all going to be people all like, then, it's going to be people like you it's going to be young ish people <laughs> with kids and yeah, yeah. you know people who are like starting their families and like mm. yeah first t- time buyers and things like that isn't it like it's going to be majority that there's yeah, not, there's exactly. not going to be like old people moving so. in around there you know probably not no I doubt yeah. it highly I'd say it's a lot of young people like and um, then on Sunday we went to Limerick to see Munster play huh. in minus two degree weather see, and, and uh, yeah. it was hilarious because yeah the fog was kind of bad. like around Thomond you can see the houses and I was like the houses the first half like through the fog and I was like well I can still see the houses by the start of the second half you couldn't see anything oh, you couldn't <laughs> see like I'd say more than 50 feet in front of you. Couldn't see the ball when it was being like up in the air and stuff. So we left around the 17th <laughs> minute and my feet, I was actually fine. It wasn't too bad. Just my toes got to be cold yeah. by the second half. But uh, we had a laugh. We kind of were laughing at the situation of it. But You'd before nearly... we were in the supporters bar and the choir and stuff. Oh, it was nice. lovely. Christmas You'd nearly have bar. to be like the, the, yeah. the gay heads who bring the radio to the matches with them so you can find out what's going on. Listen yeah, to I know. It was mad. But um, yeah, a few people were like, you should brought a hot water bottle. But like, you know where to be and it would been cold by the time we got to Limerick but definitely like I saw lots of people with their blankets mm. and flasks and they were proper do you know what they do at, um, out, Effie's, you know Effie's um, nursery they are outside a lot of the time yeah. they've got these and the Japanese always use them these heated hand warmers that you crack you know and you put them yes, in your pocket you yeah, heat them yeah, in the microwave and then they stay hot in your pocket like yeah, yeah. they're a good idea um, 
for keeping your little fingers Muskets thawed them. out. Um, yeah, we were drinking tea, but like so much tea, you know, <laughs> to try to keep it warm. It definitely helped, but uh, no, I was ready to go home by the time we left. Yeah. But that was the weekend. It was nice. nice. Very Christmassy. It was lovely, actually. Yes, yes. Cool, cool, cool. Right, well, let's get this party started. Uh, this is, I never actually said welcome to Fox Force 5 listeners, so welcome to Fox Force 5. I'm Kelly. She's Nicola. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, number one. One. Okay, so first this week we have, and we did something similar last year, but it's not the same, I promise. Eight ways to make your Christmas more unique and eco-friendly. The environment always pays a very high price during the festive season, from tinsel decorations and shiny wrapping paper to food waste. We are collectively responsible for creating tonnes of yuletide rubbish that ends up at landfill. According to EnviroWaste, 83 square kilometres of wrapping paper, 6 million trees, 125,000 tonnes of plastic packaging and 1 billion Christmas cards are thrown out every year in the UK alone. So maybe now's the time to do your bit for the planet. And here are a few ways to make your Christmas more eco-friendly. Mm. One, go for a pre-loved tree. Looking for a new tree? Instead of buying a new one, why not go for a rental instead? Or if you prefer artificial trees, pick up a pre-loved one from places like eBay or Gumtree. Could save you not only money, but you're also doing the environment a favour. Number two, make mm. your de- own decorations. You could channel your inner Kirsty Allsop or Mary do Mary, what's her face? And make your own festive decorations <laughs> or upcycle your old ones. Not feeling particularly crafty? Shop for decorations in eco-friendly shops such as Choose Cottage, Rusey or The Kind. I've never heard of any of them. They're probably American. Um, three, mm. don't spend money on wrapping paper. There's a lot of free paper out there. So why spend money on buying gift wrap that's hard to recycle? You can get creative and turn your old stash of magazines or newspapers into gift wrappers. Um, I've done this before where I didn't have wrapping paper oh. and I've used like uh, pages from magazines and people paper. love it. They're like, oh my God, oh, cool. you're just so creative. And it's like, not really. No, I just didn't have any wrapping paper. Um, <laughs> just cheap. <laughs> yeah, just cheap, exactly. Um, number four, upcycle your old Christmas cards. If you're feeling crafty, you might manage to make your own Christmas cards, a family-friendly activity for the kids and an extra personal Christmas card in the post. Think five, think sustainable when buying presents. Looking to buy a beauty hamper for your best friend or some luxury items for your mum? Chances are you'll find equal eco-friendly versions out there that are good quality. While you're at it, do some research and find homegrown businesses to support. It's much better than making a big online order that comes with an even bigger carbon footprint. Number seven, don't feel bad about re-gifting. This is a controversial one. Okay, this might Mm. make you look like a bad person, but sometimes one man's trash can be another man's treasure. So if there's something you are not keen on, but you know someone who's trying to get their hands on it, then go make the deal. It's basically a win-win for everyone. Um... I actually, they were doing a thing at the school here recently. They could make your pampers for a raffle. And I gave them so many things that have been just sitting in my wardrobe or in my drawer for like years, you know. Mm. Bathy, smelly stuff and toiletries and that, that I'll, like because I've got sensitive skin, I'll never use a lot of that really florally stuff, you know what I mean? And it's lovely to have it, but, and I think... Yeah, I don't want to be ungrateful, but I was just like, they can just have all of that. You know what I mean? Like, and I know that's I know. slightly different you, than giving someone something that you got. But maybe you like, if you're honest about it, like, you know, if you're like, look, I got this thing. Would you like it? If you think someone would like it. Yeah, I think it's good like that. But like, I mean, it kind of depends what it is, doesn't it? Like, in one way, but like swap shops and stuff like that are good ideas. All that jazz. Yeah. Like all that. You're like, here's my used foot spa. <laughs> um, yeah. Number eight, up for LED or solar powered lights. Want to reduce your electricity bills and help the environment at the same time? 
Hell yes. Christmas fairy lights add to our electricity bills, so swap them for LED or solar-powered ones. Number nine, think about reducing food waste. This is massive. We are so bad in our house at mm. home for this carry-on because we end up buying too much stuff and then it all gets thrown Well, last year, everything got thrown out because everybody left the house because of COVID. But anyway, a big dinner is a key ingredient to Christmas Day. But before you start peeling 100 spuds for your five-person table, think have a think about portion sizes and how much food you're actually going to get through. How many guests will really be popping in for mince pie? And how many will actually opt for a second bottle of jelly? Reduce your shopping list down to what you'll actually need. It will prevent food waste and save you money. But then you're like... Yeah, but what if someone comes around and I don't have enough stuff? Oh my God, what am I going to do? Um, so there you go. There's your nine tips for reducing waste over Christmas. Very good. All very um, clever, smart right. tips. Um, you were talking about the LED bulbs. I felt bad because I had um, two things of fairy lights. One, the plug had bent on it. And like, they're just not as nice. Actually, the LEDs are nearly mm. nicer now. Like, they're mm. so bright, you know. So I dumped two sets of fairy lights and I felt very guilty about mm. throwing them away. But... I've had the LEDs now three years and they're still going strong. So at least I'm not buying other stuff to I waste. I have like you know extra I mean? fairy so. lights at the moment because I brought, um, bought, remember the, the black ones that were on the pink tree? I took them off, put mm. clear ones on. And now I've got two oh, sets you? of black ones that I have nothing to do with. But anyway, I haven't... Put them around your windows. Yeah, and See I actually haven't um, decorated the living room yet because it's getting painted this week. So... Um, I'm sure it'll all... Yeah, yeah. Your front windows, mm. actually. The ones onto mm. the road. That'd be nice. Make you a little festive True, cottage because my feel, plan you know? to have... I've always wanted lights that run around the guttering of the house, you know. Not not like icicle ones, yeah, just a line. Lovely, yeah. But I cannot find the ones I want online. So I'm feeling like this might really? not be the year to mm. achieve my dream. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I might have to improvise and use the fairy lights this year. But um, yeah, so there you go. That is number one. So over to you, Nick. Number two. Two. Uh, so this my I don't know did we talk about this last year maybe because it, I think like it's always relevant but um I thought we might talk about like some Christmas movies what are some of the best yes. or some of the new ones all that jazz um because I feel like everyone kind of has their favorites and stuff and I know I probably talked about mine last year because I'm always harping on about it but there is a couple of mm. new ones as well so I'll talk about them I haven't watched them yet but um. The there is a very good one. Well, one that looks very good is a new Ryan Reynolds one. So it's Ryan Reynolds and um, Will Ferrell. It looks very funny. It's on Apple TV, so you might have it with your dodgy with your skybox. It seems to pick up Apple TV stuff. Yes, exactly. Um, it looks really good. It's like very singing, all dancing, sprinted. Sorry, spirited. I keep calling it the wrong thing. Yeah, I like it. (laughs) spirited yeah it's in cinemas as well but like it's also on your apple tv but so i've just seen the trailer so far because we've been kind of saving it for christmas time i always try to do that um but it is basically it's a musical comedy and it is based on um a telling of a christmas carol basically so we all know the story so it's not that's not going to be a million miles away but obviously all the ghosts of christmas present and all that jazz so in this, um, the ghost of Christmas present is nearly retiring, um, which means that they have to return to Earth. And then he sets his sights basically on an unredeemable man and the man who basically wants to, he wants to end up becoming the the ghost. 
Okay. So that's basically the trend of it. That's the trend, the theme of it. And it goes from there. But there's a lot of singing, a lot of dancing. It looks like good fun. I can't talk too much about it because I haven't watched it yet. But when I watch it, I will tell you more about it. But it's on Apple TV. It's a new one. It might be something that people want to watch. Um, another one a lot of people are on about this year again. I haven't watched it. But Lindsay Lohan has oh. a new Christmas movie oh, yes. that was filmed in Ireland. Yes. That's on Netflix called Falling oh, for Christmas. So I've heard that it's kind of rubbish, but like, you know, a lot of those Christmas movies are totally. complete trash and that's yeah. why they're enjoyable because they're such trash. So that might be one for you. There is a horror coming out of a Christmas called Silent Night, oh, which looks interesting, which is uh, basically, I think, um, like a murder mystery Christmas movie. But there is a few new ones this Christmas, actually, interestingly enough. Um, and the Noel Diary is also on Netflix. It's supposed to be a very nice love story. Mm. I haven't watched it, but um, it was getting kind of good reviews. Last year, I did watch a few new ones that were added to Netflix. The Holiday was um, a Witcher one who's, uh, what's her name? Julie Roberts' niece. What's her bloody name? Emma oh. Roberts is in it. I liked it. It's kind of a more of a dark humor Christmas movie kind of about like the whole you know Christmas love story that usually happens but it was okay. kind of like backwards so I enjoyed that so if anyone's looking for a new kind of Christmas movie that's good and that's the holiday date but it's like a bit grown up you know kind of adult themes in that okay. <laughs> and then the classics <laughs> the can classics, I mention one course, new one that uh, I heard about yeah. that's supposed to be good oh, if yeah. you're into those Christmas um, rom-com things which Trash. I actually can't stand mm-hmm. but like I feel like Christmas is the kind of time that if you if something's on the telly and you sit down and you start watching you'd, you'd watch it through so a lot of that crap is on um, uh. it's called Your Place or Mine have you heard about this? oh yeah it's on Amazon Prime I think yeah it's supposed yeah, to be quite I've good seen a trailer it's supposed to be funny so yeah. there you go it's about a couple it's on my who list. are going their separate ways for Christmas and they're saying goodbye to each other at the train station and both of them have the same idea to jump off their own train and jump on the other train and what ends up happening of course is they both end up in the other person's family home and it's like can they survive with the other person's family for the Christmas period etc so yeah it's supposed it's actually supposed to be funny so there you go yeah it looks good Mm. the trailer does actually look good Um, in terms of my all time favourite what is your all time favourite Christmas movie here? well one of them is definitely and this is left field but I love Nativity Nativity Oh yeah, I love. <laughs> I, I just love it. It just yeah, warms yeah. my heart. Yeah. But I'm a sucker for like the musicals, like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang yeah. and stuff like that. It's they're not Christmas movies. So it's not a Christmas movie. Movies that are yeah, on, at Christmas. on at Christmas. Time. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very good. Um, yeah, I mean, there's loads of those, like Indiana Jones and all that is always mm. at a Christmas time, so I associate it with Christmas, but yeah. in terms of actual Christmas movies, mm. and this one is a bit controversial, but Die Hard, we watched yeah. it over the weekend, we showed Lily for the first time. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Willis said himself, it's not a Christmas movie, but like, I have to differ when like he's coming home for Christmas, everything yeah, yeah, is Christmassy. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, they say it's not a Christmas movie, but mm. it's one of my favorites. It always, you know, that mm. scene where, um, the you know at the very end yeah. when Alan Rickman tunnel. falls off the building yeah, <laughs> yeah. no Alan Rickman falling off the building but also yeah Bruce Willis in the tunnel we have that decoration at home of it it's brilliant um, but also of course you know Love Actually oh, nothing Love Actually really is compared to Christmas it movie. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know yeah. nothing's compared to it in terms mm. of the warm fuzzies and my personal favourite is The Family Stone I absolutely love it it is my favourite I talked about it last year in the podcast so I won't harp on about it much mm. but um, I do love it so if you're looking for a few new Christmas flicks then they're all on all the channels but yep. um, check them out I never actively search out Christmas films like I kind of just go with what the kids Want to watch, you know, so, um, yeah, maybe again someday <laughs> I will. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Thank you very much. Uh, number three. 
free. So our Fox of the Week this week turned 88 years old. Do you know who I'm talking about? She celebrated her 88th birthday this week. She's British. Mm. Actress. No. Very well known. Don't think so. She's a dame. I tuned out this week. Dame Judy. Judy Dench? Yes. So, yeah, yeah when I just saw one clip where it's like she, all she's into now is champagne and pets or something or champagne and something else. I think uh, <laughs> Louis Theroux actually interviewed her in the last few yeah. weeks, but I didn't see it. But um, it's yeah. regarded as one of Britain's best actresses. She's noted for her versatile work in various films and television programmes encompassing several genres, as well as her numerous roles on the stage. Dench has garnered various accolades throughout a career spanning over six decades, including an Academy Award, a Tony Award, two Golden Globes, four BAFTAs and no, sorry, six BAFTAs and four British Academy Television Awards. What are they called? BATAs and seven Olivier Awards. Dench made her professional debut in 1957 with the old Vic. Over the following few years, she performed in several of Shakespeare's plays in such roles as Ophelia as Ophelia and Hamlet, Juliet and Romeo and Juliet, and Lady Macbeth in Macbeth. I think they're all the biggest Shakespeare roles for women, aren't they? Although most of Dench's work during this period was in theatre, she also branched, branched into film work and won a BAFTA award as most promising newcomer. In 1968, she drew excellent reviews for her leading role of Sally Bowles in the musical Cabaret, which I never knew. And you've got to look it up. She is unbelievable. It's like, it's her, but you're like... You've got really perky tits and a cool haircut or whatever, you know, like it's she's fab. You just check it out. Man, I haven't seen Cabaret in a long time. There's some bangers in it, but I don't think I've ever sat down and watched the entire musical. So. Neither have I. It is one yeah. of those musicals where you know all the songs or a lot of them or whatever. Mm-hmm. But plus Liza Minnelli made, kind of made it her own, didn't she? So, But um, over the next two decades, Dench established herself as one of the most significant British theatre performers working for the National Theatre Company and the Royal Shakespeare Company. She received critical acclaim for her work on television during this period. Her film appearances were infrequent and included supporting roles in major films such as James Ivory's A Room with a View before she rose to international fame as M in Goldeneye. She was kind of jobbing around for years before she became like massively famous, you know. A role she continued to play in eight James Bond films until her final cameo appearance in Spectre in 2015. An eight-time Academy Award nominee, Dench won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress in her performance as Queen Elizabeth I uh, in Shakespeare in Love. Her, and I mean, she seemed old back then, but when was that? That was like 98? Yeah, that's at least, Jesus, that's like 20 years old at least, yeah. I would say. 98, it says so, here, 98. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. Her other Oscar-nominated roles were for Mrs. Brown, Chocolat, Iris, Mrs. Henderson Presents, Notes on a Scandal, Philomena and Belfast last year. She's also the recipient of several honorary awards, including the BAFTA Fellowship Award, the Society of London Theatre Special Award and the British Film Institute Special Award. Dench has worked with non-governmental indigenous organisations, Survival International, campaigning in the defence of the San people of Botswana and the Aruco people of Colombia. She made a supporting video saying the San are victims of tyranny, greed and racism. Dench is also a patron of the Karuna Trust, a charity that supports work amongst some of India's poorest and most oppressed people, mainly though not exclusively Delats. Uh, Dench is the patron and president of the Alumni Foundation of Drama Studio London, a patron of the British Shakespeare Association with a vice presidency of the Wild Con- Wildlife Conservation NGO Fauna and Flora International. She's participated in multiple times in the Explorers Against Extinction Wildlife Conservation fundraiser. Uh, and in a biography by John Miller, it was noted that in the late 90s, Dench was the patron of over 180 charities, many of which were related either to theatre or to medical causes, such as the York York Against Cancer. Um, there's just some more stuff about she's like 
president and vice president of all these different theatres and stuff. Um, Dench is a Quaker and has said her religion informs everything she does. She's a long-standing Everton supporter, married Michael Williams in 1971 and remained with him until his death from lung cancer in 2001. They had one child, a daughter. She has been in a relationship with David Mills, a conservationist since 2010. They met when he asked her to open a squirrel enclosure at a wildlife sanctuary near her home in Surrey. Dench has been an outspoken critic of prejudice in the movie industry against older actresses. She stated in 2014, I'm tired of being told I'm too old to try something. I should be able to decide for myself I can't, if I can't do things and not have someone tell me I'll forget my lines or I'll trip and fall on set. Age is a number. It's something you're imposed on you. It drives me absolutely spare when people say, are you going to retire? Isn't it time to put your feet up? There you go. Mm. She's a fairly she formidable Walsh woman. Louis Walsh. <laughs> Louis, Louis Walsh. <laughs> she talked to Louis True about that. I just saw a few clips and she's talking about age and all that. He's, he's quite funny with her. So I think it must be a good watch, actually. But she's some woman. I love her. She always comes across the well and she's always so funny on Graham Norton as well. She's a great sense of humor. You know, she's not afraid to take the mick out of herself. But uh, she's a she's a guest woman. She's still on the stage and acting mm. all the time. Like, it's mad. She mm. hasn't slowed down at all at all. No, no. But yes, a great queen. Very a great fox. Yeah, yeah, fair play to her. I'd say we'll she'll be around for a few more years. She's fairly robust, so oh, yeah. yeah. Long may she live I and think last. So. <laughs> uh, there you go, Judy Dench, Fox of the Week. Over to you, Nick, number four. So mine this week is a bit of a funny one and actually I've been meaning to talk about it for a few weeks but it's kind of a, a, a weird thing to describe but you might have heard about it. So it's the chicken shop dates. Have you heard about this? The chicken shop dates. <laughs> no, I haven't. So you know the way like when you hear stuff and you, you go looking at it and you're like, I'm a bit old for this. But <laughs> <laughs> I came across a clip of this because so this... um girl i suppose she's, she would go by like she's a journalist i suppose um she would go by um her name is extremely difficult to pronounce but it is amelia dinmaldenberg dinmaldenberg okay. and she is um so since 2014 she set up a youtube channel and she basically it's called chicken shop date and it is her dating people in the setting of a chicken shop right so very like think like north london chicken shop right yeah. that kind of whole yeah. vibe and um she's extremely dry like so imagine like the most the driest person in terms of how she interacts with people and then like they're on a date together right okay. so and so she dates loads of people. She, it's getting more and more famous. So like the, I actually came across her because she was on a date with Matty Healy from the 1975 and their chemistry was like through the roof from the two of them. Like serious? it was actually like a proper date. It was hilarious. And he was like kind of at the end, he was like, you know, I kind of fancy you. It was mm. funny, but she was like, no, I don't fancy you. You know, she's mm-hmm. really, really dry. Um, Matty Healy has been getting, like there's been a bit of commentary about Matty Healy here recently about yeah. him being a bit of a sex pot, you know, he's a bit like rubbing himself and uh, I don't know, I don't know what to make yeah. of him. But anyway, go on, sorry. But like, so like she's had the show for so long, but it's, kind of only kicking off I think well I've only come across it now and I did come across the first during that bit about Matt Healy and stuff but I I've follow her now on like TikTok and she, she has a YouTube channel and it's, she's on Instagram as well like well Chicken Shop Dates is on Instagram too mm. 
And it's literally just her dating people. And it sounds like so uninteresting, but it like she has 1.6 million people following her. Um, it is just so entertaining because she just asks the most random questions and people like are very, they open up to her very mm. well, you know? Mm. So it's, it's very enjoyable to watch, I must say. Um, very funny, very unique, kind of interesting, like gets people, like I said, to open up that little bit. Like she's been on dates with like Louis True. Again, he's mm. across a few of our genres today. Um, like some of them, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. Some of the people she did, like, I think a lot of them could be like really UK kind of artists and stuff that I don't yeah. really know. But she also has like Amelia's cooking show where she goes and she cooks with people as well. So she's had one with like, um, Davide and Nick and Sue from Love Island recently and Ryan Clark and stuff. And they're hilarious as well. Mm. So it's not just the chicken shop stuff. It's she does yeah. lots of different things. Does she, but, um, um, when she started it, was she actually looking, was she actually dating the people? Was that the idea? at the start and no. it's turned into her interviewing people essentially no no it was literally just just interviewing people you okay. know yeah. um, that was it uh, her first guest was um, a black British grime artist called Getz I don't know them but mm. basically since then it, she's racked up a massive following okay. Um it's really good. Like just her humor is very good. Um, a lot of like well-known YouTubers, musicians, presenters, actors, loads of people. Um, they're the big ones that I've seen, but there is a lot of other people um, on there as well. She just has a very good way with people. I saw her on a red carpet as well, interviewing people a few weeks ago for GQ, I think. And it was so funny the way people were like, oh, I've seen your show. And they just kind of like leave their guard down a little bit to her. Mm. Like she was talking to... A couple of guys, she was talking to Paul Meskel and he was kind of the same and, mm. you know, just chatting away to her. And she was talking to, what is your man from, he was in Spider-Man. He used to go out with uh, Emma, Emma, what's her face? Oh my God. Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield, yeah. a massive Hollywood star. Yeah. And she's there. They're kind of flirting with each other a little bit mm. like, <laughs> and she's just interviewing him on the red carpet. She just has a way to kind of. Yeah. The way she just is kind of people let down their guards, you know? Yeah. So I find it, I find her fascinating. I find her really enjoyable How long are to they? watch. So. How long are the Short. They're yeah. short. Like um, chicken shop ones, they're like five, six minutes long. Like okay. really, really short. So you could definitely watch a lot of them. Um, the cooking show ones are a bit longer, I suppose, because she's cooking with people. Do you know mm. what I mean? So they're like 20 minutes um, I'm trying to see if, oh yeah, like Charlie XCS is there, Louis mm. Threw, a load of people I don't know. Ed Sheeran has been in one of the chicken shop dates. Mm. Um, Jack Harlow, I know people love him. Again, like, I feel like it's a lot of the, the cool kids might know yeah. more people than I know. I'm a bit old. But, oh, you're but, cool, Nicky. You're cool. Um, I don't know about that, but <laughs> Paddy the Baddie, I don't know who he is, mm. but I know that that got a lot of followers and stuff as well. But the Matt Healy one is like 2.1 million views. But anyway, it's a bit of a random one, but um, very entertaining. I would highly recommend it. So that's my internet kind of thing. Chicken Shop Date uh, on YouTube and you'll find the socials as well, yeah. Yeah, so Chicken Shop Date on Instagram as well. And there's all like little clips of all of them and they redirect and stuff like that. So you can see them. And uh, yeah, TikTok, if anyone's on TikTok too, you know, down with the cool kids. TikTok. It's on there too. Cool. So, there awesome. you go. Thank you. Uh, number five. Five. So in music news this week, Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr were joined by a host of famous faces in London as they celebrated the UK premiere of a new documentary on Abbey Road Studios this week. 
directed by Paul's daughter Mary. If These Walls Could Sing is billed as the first feature-length documentary on the world-famous venue. The Beatles recorded most of their music at Abbey Road with their 11th studio album released in 1969 named after the studio. The Disney original documentary will explore the breadth, diversity and ingenuity of the studio across its nine decades. It will also feature intimate interviews revealing how artists, producers, composers and the dedicated engineers and staff of Abbey Road all found their musical language and community while vivid archives, footage and session tapes give exclusive access to these famously private studios. Among the special appearances will be Paul, Ringo, Elton John, Pink Floyd's Roger T- er, Waters and Liam Gallagher and more. Paul was joined by his daughter Stella McCartney at the documentary's premiere on Monday evening as they supported Mary's project. He was also joined by his wife Nancy Chevelle who dressed in a black silk top and shirt paired with jeans. Uh, Ringo was also in attendance with his wife Barbara Back. Spice Girl Melanie C and Charlie Spiteri were also among the stars of the guests attending the premiere at the studios in London. Abbey Road Studios has been a recording studio since Edgar Allen conducted a performance there in 1931 and has since welcomed the likes of Radiohead, Amy Winehouse and Adele. The building, followed by the Zebra Crossing outside, was given Grade 2 listed status in 2010. If These Walls Could Sing will become available on Disney Plus on January 6th, 2023. Very good. That should be good. Sounds good, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the crack anyway, Nicolucala. I actually have a bit of um, uh, music news, which I thought was interesting, and I wonder what your thoughts are on this. Taylor Swift has had her entire agenda, and she's like a travel itinerary for 2023 already. And it was leaked by these kind of green climate activists have leaked it online. And that includes like, because because she's, you know, quite bad for using her private jet, that mm. they've leaked this online, kind of being like FU to Taylor Swift and the use of her private jet, you know. It's kind of an interesting one. Like the, I was hearing it t- debated on the radio earlier about like, you know, obviously like what's that going to do to, to have a positive impact on climate change? I think it was more just kind of shaming her and stuff. But it's dodgy one because it's all around like her concert dates and all that. So so like it can't change. That's mm. where she's going to be mm. at those times. You know all that stuff. So uh, well, you see people there like Coldplay who do an awful lot to kind of carbon offset mm. what they're doing. And I imagine I imagine Taylor Swift is gives a lot of money towards those environmental yeah, kind of causes. Um, mm. If they don't, then they should be big artists who are mm. making serious money. I definitely feel like there should be a kind of a green tax if your yeah. carbon footprint is going to be fairly astronomical but I also feel like why would they stop touring for environmental purposes like yeah like it's all well and good to say we should all stay where we are and not travel but in reality that's not going to happen absolutely yeah you know so it was an interesting one it was I don't know how they got their hands on it in the first place but yeah they uh, leaked it so everyone was like oh it's like you know the way people, like Taylor Swift has insane fans too like yeah. they're very dedicated to her yeah. you know what I mean and so it's an interesting one but the people are literally afraid to say anything negative did she respond no the fans, you know? yeah yes I don't think so no yeah. I haven't seen any of that yet but um, I thought it was an interesting one mm. anywho um just got a status orange weather warning for Thursday for ice Woo-hoo, oh, for tomorrow evening goodness. for night ice so it's my birthday on Thursday, so oh. it might not be going anywhere. So that might be a dull one this yeah, year. So. Happy birthday, <laughs> Nicola. 
big girl. Thank You're you, a big Kelly. girl now. Big girl plans <laughs> for Thursday. Um, That's it. Yeah. yeah, doing anything exciting on Thursday? Any plans yet or wait until the weekend? Or um, I was supposed to be going to the office because we're having Christmas jumper day, but now oh. obviously with that morning, we'll see what happens. Mm. And oh, they're all just got a dodgy unpost message as well. Oh. Dodgy unpost email that makes it look like a pa- like a package is coming. Um, so um, I'm supposed to go into hit the Hayfield Manor with Elaine for afternoon tea but I suppose we'll see now about the weather and then I'm eating the lovely Aoife for lunch as well on Friday so that's kind of it really and we were going to go away for a night but we cancelled that and <laughs> that's it <laughs> oh. so oh you never know what might happen by the weekend you never know I sent you a parcel as well by the way and I don't think it actually oh. has anything no, I didn't send you a parcel. I sent you something and I don't think it has my name oh. on it. So if something comes that doesn't have a name on it, it's probably from me. Well, I'm waiting for like secret send of things from work and I got something today that was Maybe in a that green. Maybe that thing that came to you there envelope. wasn't actually. Oh no, I give them my number. No, that is Dodger. Right, okay. No, but I do have an unpost package that came today. It just says my name on it and no secret send of things. So I'm like, is this a secret send or is it not a secret <laughs> send? I'm confused because I'm waiting for two from work. <laughs> so uh, maybe that's it. <laughs> I won't open it till Thursday just in case. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it might have been. I think it's maybe coming tomorrow, but uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's in an unpost envelope anyway. No, it's not. not. It's not. No, it's probably in a box. Yeah, oh, um, yeah there you go. A Surprise. <laughs> a birthday box. Um, yeah, so we Thank are kind you. of living in our kitchen at the moment because the living room's getting painted. So I'm looking forward to the end of the week and being able to. Oh, is it all going to be painted? So yeah. boat walls. <laughs> yes, the whole, whole room. Colors. Yeah, and oh, then cool. nice. uh, couches are in and all that. So it's coming together at long last. Kelly got a very nice sexual looking purple couch. Oh, I love <laughs> I it. Describe oh, it. it's like the perfect <laughs> mix of spongy, squishy and solid. You know, it's just like the best. Um, very good. Sure, it was like, you know, he's like, the first thing he said to me was like, you do know you're going to have to keep turning those cushions because there's going to be a massive arse groove where you've been sitting. <laughs> in other words, thanks, Stu. I've taken up residency already on that bit of the couch and he's not getting a look in. Nice. He's over on the other couch. Um, but yeah, no, I will. I will share. I will. I promise. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've got Estelle's Christmas concert tomorrow in the middle of the day and then my ah, second nice. second best concert tomorrow night, Paolo Nutini. <laughs> and then yeah, yeah, very good. Christmas party, which is like dinner and dancing, which will be hilarious on Friday. And then we've got Santa on Sunday. So what's all going oh, on a good. steam train? Nice. So that'll be eventful. So oh, cool. That'll yeah. be really nice. Enjoy it. It's, I had a look there at Edinburgh. It's supposed to snow on Monday. So hopefully it clears oh after that. You can actually get home. Let's hope for everything. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, everybody. Um, next week might be tight for a podcast, but we'll do our best. Um, if we don't see you, have a fantastic Christmas. But we will try. And um, love you all. Ciao, ciao. Happy Crimble. Bye. Thank you.